This is All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, now we bring you a discussion on bilateral relations between India and China. The participants are Vishnu Prakash, former ambassador, and Mukesh Kaushik, journalist. President Xi Jinping was here for the last 24 hours for an informal summit with Prime Minister Narendra Modi. He landed yesterday with a 90-member delegation. He held at least six hours of delegation-level talks and one-to-one talks with Prime Minister Modi before leaving to Nepal. But not before, he invited Prime Minister Modi for third informal summit in China. We have with us former diplomat Vishnu Prakash, and we would like to know from Vishnu Prakash what were the major takeaway of this visit and informal summit which lasted at least six hours with Prime Minister Modi. In fact, uh, there were six hours of tete or one-on-one discussion, which is very, very rare because typically summit entails two and a half hours of face time, 20 minutes of tete delegation level talk, lunch, and that's over. So you can appreciate the quality of discussion that took place and President Xi Jinping did mention in his remarks that they had, quote-unquote, Extended discussion in a friendly atmosphere. Now, let us decipher it, frank and open. A friendly atmosphere is that there was no agreement. It was a forward-looking discussion. And that is, goes to the heart of this particular format, which has emerged as a very successful format because the two leaders can, without any pressures of outcome, without the media scrutiny, without pressure of deliverables, can talk short-term, medium-term, long-term, share perspectives and cover a large gamut of issues. And the last point is that we do have a very important and rather difficult relation with China, but the effort is to narrow the differences and try to have a cooperative relationship so that both countries can work together, which is in the mutual advantage of the country's concerned, India and China, and also for the region and the world. Prime Minister Modi went to China last year for Wuhan summit, and the meeting was taking place at the backdrop of Doklam issue, and 78 days face-off at Doklam had just ended. But this time, Vishnuji, there was no such shadow of Doklam or, of, or any other controversy. So do you think that this summit produced more results? Well, this time also there was a shadow of Pakistan, there was a shadow of terrorism, there was a shadow of the Indian state of Kashmir, because it is quite noteworthy that Islamabad and Beijing chose to invite Imran Khan, who is, as I call him, the selected prime minister, not elected prime minister, and his minder, the army chief, on the eve of President Xi's visit to India. I think there is a very strong message there, which is not lost on us. And then they made unsolicited comments on the Indian state of Jammu and Kashmir. So, well, there was no clump, but there was certainly the shadow. And before that, we know how China had protected for 10 whole years a renowned terrorist, a notorious terrorist, Masood Azhar. So, as I said, there are issues, but India-China relationship is not a one-issue relationship. We are two very large countries. We have strong leaders, and the effort on the Indian side at least is to work together and try to narrow the differences. I hope that the same message is heard, received, and reciprocated by President Xi Jinping.
China, of course, undoubtedly is having very strong relationship with Pakistan. They call it a all-weather friendship. China also looking at Nepal, which is our northern neighbor, and in fact, Xi Jinping's second destination is Nepal, where he would be having heart-to-heart -heart talks with Nepalese leadership. They are also trying to forge good relationship with Bhutan, though leadership of Bhutan is not very much inclined towards China. So what do you see in future, how these relations would pan out between India and China and neighbors of India and Chinese yeah. relationship with them? Well, there was a time when Himalaya was a barrier and uh, South Asia, or the, as we called it then, the Indian subcontinent, was basically India and a number of geographically, and do note I'm saying geographically smaller countries, which was very strongly linked, aligned, not aligned, but linked to India in terms of culture, economy, security for some cases. So, A, the Himalayan barrier has been surmounted. Two, Chinese ambitions have grown. See, Chinese effort has effort always has been to keep India boxed in the South Asian framework, which is no longer feasible because India walks tall on the international scene and uh, the footprint is going. So China is obviously using its money power, whether it is through CPEC or BRI or through direct agreements and arrangements, is using its money power to expand relations with the neighborhood. We cannot stop that to happen because. You mentioned Nepal. Nepal has always played the China card against India. And again, it's a geographically small Himalayan nation. We understand their effort to extract the best that they can. Bhutan is, we have a very special relationship with Bhutan. We have the 1949 agreement of friendship, peace and security, which still holds. So to sum up, the Chinese footprint will keep on growing in South Asia. India's footprint is growing in East Asia, ASEAN, and beyond, it is very natural. We don't have to, and we will not get into a checkbook competition with China. We have our cultural affinity. We'll build on that. Soft power will build on that. We are a democracy. We will build on that. And we'll take it as it comes. I mean, our relations with most of our South Asian countries have evolved and improved a great deal, and we'll work on it. At the end of this informal summit, Foreign Secretary Vijay Gokhale addressed media, and I would like to point out what he said. Actually, I would like to quote him. He said that uh, sincere action to reduce the trade deficit has been taken by Putin, and Putin is ready for that. He also said that the See, two leaders had a good discussion. I'm interjecting, but I don't think he said it has been taken. I think he said that President Xi Jinping has said that India's concerns will be taken on board, if I remember correctly. But I am quoting him that he said that two leaders held a good discussion on trade. As you know, this has been the issue which has been cause of concern. President Xi Jinping, after hearing out Prime Minister Modi, assured that China is ready to take sincere action in yes. this regard and yes. to discuss in the very concentrated way on how to reduce trade deficit. Trade deficit is an issue between India and China. How to bridge this deficit? Well, the trade deficit is growing regularly. Today it's $60 billion and it is going to continue growing. So there are two or three things, reasons and solutions. One reason is that China does not provide a level playing field. And uh, there are non-tariff -tariff barriers. 
not just against Indian companies, but companies globally, and that is also the reason why there are serious differences between the U.S. and China. So one is the non-tariff barrier. Secondly, and I am being very frank, our own industrial base is very narrow, and that is where Prime Minister's Make in India policy comes in, to expand the industry base to contribute as against 16% of GDP, contribute 25% of GDP. So that is making slow progress. So therefore, we have a demand is growing, supply is not growing. Now, simple question, if you have more demand supply, what do you do? You either import or manufacture. So we have no choice to import, either from China or other countries. So we need to recognize that fact. So the solution is also that we should encourage Chinese companies to set up industrial units in India so that instead of importing, they can produce those products here in India, generate employment, bring in capital, and also like Korean companies do, Hyundai does it, LG does it, to use India as a base to export to third countries. So that, I think, is a more viable proposition. There was silver lining after this talk. As Mr. Gokhale said, that one of the important understanding which was reached between the two leaders was that a new mechanism will be established to discuss trade, investment, and services at the elevated level. And from China side, it would be Vice Premier Hu Chun Hua. And from Indian side, it will be Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaman. How do you see this mechanism emerging? I have served in China. I have been following China for a quarter century. Certainly, it is a positive step. I won't call it a silver lining. In my view, I would wait and watch and see how the cookie crumbles because China is given to making tall promises. The challenges and the question is whether they will walk the talk. But in this summit, there was no more in-depth discussion on boundary issue. I don't know what whether there's in-depth or not. Indications are that the boundary issue was discussed. But we also have to recognize that there have been 22 rounds of strategic special dialogue among special representatives. It is a complicated issue, but China is not in a mood to... In 2005, when Wen Chaofao had come, we had seen some softening of the Chinese position, which is no longer there. So the effort is on, but it's an uphill task, because China is not in a mood to move forward in a meaningful fashion with India, it, however, it remains to be seen whether the six hours of interaction has made any impact on the Chinese outlook. India has been insisting on the verification of uh, this actual line of control, but Chinese are not inclined to do this. What may be the reason behind? Well, they have ambition. They claim vast tracts of Indian territory. And uh, China is also known to be a country which creates landmarks where which overnight new maps come up, new markers come up, and uh, they buttress their claim. I mean, there's always a creeping expansionism. We saw that in South China Sea, how China claims 80% of South China Sea on the basis of a very dubious and devious methodology. So that is their, now today they're sitting on a side chain, and then yet they're claiming more. They have been given territory by Pakistan in, in the Chin area in 1963. They claim 92,000 kilometers of our territory in the eastern sector, and they call it southern Tibet. So there is issue with China because they want geopolitical setup 
which is only conducive to their interests. And uh, the challenge for us is to persuade China to have a cooperative attitude and uh, work together as they claim to be a responsible citizen or member of the Committee of Nations. After Prime Minister Modi took over in 2014, there have been 17 meetings between the two leaders. And after Wuhan summit, they met six times. Do you think that this chemistry is working between Modi and Xi Jinping? Prime Minister Modi is a unique leader. I, as a diplomat, have never seen an Indian leader, don't know about the Nehruvian era and the Persian chemistry, but after that, I have not seen an Indian leader who enjoyed such widespread personal rapport and chemistry with other world leaders across the spectrum, whether it is President Trump to the West or it is Prime Minister Shinzo Abe to the East, whether it's the Arab world, whether it's the European country. It's a remarkable thing. And that certainly helps. How does it help? It helps in creating the right mindset to be receptive to ideas and to have meaningful discussion. So that is the advantage of having a personal equation which Prime Minister Modi has. President Xi Jinping and Prime Minister Modi met 17 times in the last five years. And he also met six times after Wuhan. This chemistry is on the higher trajectory. And this Chennai Connect would, in future, augur well both the relations of the two countries. Thank you, Vishnuji. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on bilateral relations between India and China. The participants were Vishnu Prakash, former ambassador, and Mukesh Kaushik, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You can also follow us on the News on EIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.